We're ghostwriting for fictional characters today on Podcast Demastered. Hey listeners, welcome to a new episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. Guys, how are we uh, how are we doing today? Not too bad for a Sunday. <laughs> how was your weeks? You guys have busy weeks? Uh, hellish. <laughs> yeah, Wade, you pretty you seem to always have a hellish week. <laughs> it's it's school and it was homecoming at that, so it was just a lot on top of a lot on top yeah. of a lot. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Chelsea, what about you? Do you have a okay week? I think it was it was okay. I'm feeling better, so that's a plus. Major plus. That so. is a plus. Did mm-hmm. did it take most of the week to feel better, or did you just kind of like did you feel like shit the whole week? Or um, it was probably just like finishing up at the beginning of this past week. So not bad. That's not good. Bad. Yeah, but I'm better. So thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> when you were sick, did you do any reading? I do any reading. Wait, do no, you? <laughs> I do not. Off... I was sleeping most of the time. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I feel like when I'm sick, that's when I read the most because I usually am like, I can't sleep and I also don't have the, like, I don't want to watch TV because usually when I'm sick, I have like headaches and I don't like watching TV mm-hmm. or playing games or anything. So that's when I get like, that's like prime mm-hmm. reading time for me. Like, I can. I can agree with that. Yeah, like I just, mm-hmm. and I'm usually like freezing cold because I'm feverish, so I'm just like in, under like mm-hmm. you know, a thousand blankets, <laughs> blankets I got a book, yeah. yeah. It's cozy book. time, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's the best time to be reading. So speaking of uh, reading, as you guys know from the, uh, the intro, that we're going to be doing some uh, fictional ghost writing today. Um, before we kind of get into it, I want to ask, do either of you guys read memoirs? No, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. I'm assuming neither one of you are big into nonfiction. <laughs> I get enough not... real life on a daily basis. I don't need more of it. <laughs> I get enough. To... <laughs> yeah, not so much. Like, I have some, like, yeah, books that are, you know, nonfiction I want to read. But other than that, no, my go-to is always fiction. Do you have a nonfiction book off the top of your head you want to read that's on your list? Oh, no. Um, I wasn't prepared <gasps> for this. Uh... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no here i i like Pop i like to read about cultures and stuff um yeah. that's about as close i think i get to nonfiction. Yeah, um, I like so that. i have some like japanese culture books about like modern modern stuff but i don't really kind of like sociology near, like, just... like the sociology yeah. aspects of, yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think, get down on that stuff for sure um and, and some if you want to call like philosophy or uh psychology is that would that be considered nonfiction? i suppose yeah dude i love reading um like i can get into those things things. (laughs) sometimes sometimes it can be too much and i have to put that right down but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah no it's a historical based book that i'm gonna read it's called facing the mountain it's about the uh japanese american 442nd oh Uh, right i remember you told i remember you telling me i should have known that i forgot about that yeah yep so Hopefully I'll be reading that soon, but that's, I definitely plan to read that by the end of the year, so the months are going away fast, so better hurry and get started. <laughs> it shouldn't take me too long to read, but... Yeah, probably not. I, for one, love reading uh, memoirs. I would say that's probably my favorite type of nonfiction, 
uh, to read. I actually have a full bookshelf of all sorts of um, of nonfiction. I like for me, I usually am reading fiction and nonfiction simultaneously. So I usually have like my fiction book. Like right now, I'm reading Dune, and then I just finished a nonfiction book, uh, *Sapiens*. So I'm kind of trying to decide on which next, you know, the next nonfiction thing, but. You know, I read uh, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential earlier in the year. I read Trevor Noah's, who's the Daily Show host. I read his mm. uh, Born a Crime, which is essentially more of a love letter to his mom. Um, I've read, like, Gordon Ramsay's. Uh, I've read Robert Rodriguez, film director. He has a really good book called Rebel Without a Crew, which is essentially just his, like, trials and tribulations making a film by himself. Like, I love reading memoirs about people that i find like fascinating um mm-hmm. and that's primarily why i like reading nonfiction so much because it's kind of the it's kind of the same reason why people like watching like documentaries or docuseries but i just like do it in book form <laughs> so <laughs> like i love love actually nonfiction is one of my favorite things to do like audiobooks for like i can't do audiobooks for fiction but I can do it for nonfiction because it's it's stuff that exists, exists in our world, so it's easier for me to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to worry about world building. I don't have to worry about nonsense words and you know shit like that. It's easier for me to comprehend what what is happening on a, with an audio book if it's like nonfiction. So I was just curious if you guys were into that stuff like I am. In fact, I've probably read more nonfiction this year than fiction i don't think i've read or finished a single fiction book yet this year like i'm almost done with dune and then uh i have an october tradition where throughout the entire month of october i continue my reading of stephen king's it because that book is massive so Mm -hmm. every october i read as much as i can and then put it down after halloween and wait till next year and pick it back up and keep going so i'm up i'm like halfway (laughs) through it right now i've been i've been doing this for like five years now so (laughs) five more years i'll be finished yeah five more years i'll finish that book finally (laughs) it's it's massive it's a huge book it's like i mean it's big for me it's like 1700 pages or some nonsense it's Mm. it's dense it's a very dense book for for fiction so (laughs) But that's like my October tradition. <laughs> so, just a little little background, listeners, into uh, into uh, the roots for this episode. Um, so, but yeah, so yeah, basically the premise is we're all three going to be ghostwriters. We are picking characters from fiction that you know that we like for varying reasons that we'll explain uh and we are basically going to write their memoir form and we're gonna you know talk about why we pick these characters what we would cover within the within the memoir um we even have creative titles that we've picked for for each of them so that should be great so uh and chelsea (laughs) has volunteered to go first so Chelsea, yes, she take, did. Yes, so Chelsea, take it away. <laughs> who is your Who is your first fictional character? My first character is a uh, Luna Lovegood. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I've always liked her character. I've liked her character in the books, and 
I love her character in the movies. They picked the perfect actress for her. Yeah, she really did. Yeah, just fun, interesting, zany. And I mean, wouldn't you want to read a memoir about her? I mean, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Her and her dad. That whole family. You know that that sucker would be amazing to read. (laughs) Yeah, and specifically her memoir about her travels with her dad, specifically looking for these creatures, whether they're actually real or not. Specifically, one of them would be the elusive and debatably real, the Crumplehorn Snorkak, which is (laughs) supposedly a creature that's supposed to be purple with spiral horns and a pig nose that's supposedly supposed to live in Sweden. And... So it'd be adventures with her dad trying to look for this creature that only they believe exists. <laughs> I feel like that book would ha- also have the, uh, it would come across like those, like the unreliable narrator. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like you'd be like, this girl's on something. There's no way. Yeah. You'd be like, this, right now. <laughs> this is not, this, this shit ain't right. This isn't real. <laughs> She's going to pull the rug out from under me at any moment. I mean, let along like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Curse you, Luna Lovegood. Yeah, I would actually, yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Oh, do you wonder if her, like, family has, like, some kind of, like, arch nemesis who's also Ooh, trying society. to, like, find these things? <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody else trying to compete for the creatures. Society but they're, like, is the but they're, like 20 times more ridiculous than, than, the, than oh, these man. two. Oh, boy. I, That's hard I really, to imagine. I need to know this now. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys of the... Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> of the crazed yeah. wizards. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I would, to- I would totally read that. That'd be... I can see that being uh, a fascinating and slightly confusing read. And you know, it has to have a totally uh, cheesy title. Oh, yeah, it's gotta so. be... Yeah, it's gotta be total nonsense. Yeah, it's Love's Good for the Soul. <laughs> Excellent. Yep, that's, that's what we have. Luna Love Good. I dig it. I dig it. I, I like it. Well, sticking with that, I also have a Harry Potter character. Um, mine is Argus Filch. Ooh, <laughs> yes. I should have guessed based off the title of the episode. <laughs> I mean, that has... I did get some vibes from that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's also, it's like a double meaning, so. (laughs) But I think that out of all the the characters in that universe, you know, you either, you get your, they're all, you know, you get your, the wizarding families and the, the elites within all that and the, you know, the popular characters and et cetera, et cetera. And Filch just exists as this weird, like, in-between, between two different worlds, between, like, muggles mm-hmm. and wizards, because he has, you know, he has, he's a squib, so for all you non-Harry Potter people out there, he basically has uh, magical parents, but he did not inherit any magical abilities. So he's not technically a muggle, he's not technically a wizard, he's just kind of this weird in-between. And I find that fascinating. I think that would be really interesting to dive into um from like childhood like growing up without like being in that world but not fully being into it like you're always kind of seen as an outsider Mm -hmm. um him kind of developing like this envy or jealousy or whatever towards uh towards the magical um 
you know, becoming a caretaker at Hogwarts, and you're essentially like subservient to this to this class that you'll never be fully a part of. And uh, also something that's never really, you know, there's stuff about it in the books, but they never show it in the movies, sadly enough. But I would love to hear some just like uh, campfire stories or whatever about his squabbles with uh, Peeves, the poltergeist. Because <laughs> I would find that, I think that would be hilarious. That'd be the comedic relief throughout the book of him just like <laughs> dealing with this asshole <laughs> poltergeist that's just <laughs> constantly pulling pranks on poor filch and all this nonsense he has to get into um you know and then the book kind of would have like that that hopeful third arc where you know it's post the voldemort wars or whatever and he's still a caretaker and maybe he's finding like a new respect for like wizarding community or finding like a purpose or a place or something so i don't know i think that would be he's such a unique uh character that i would love to just like sit down and just let him just like ramble on and pick his brain you know he would love to talk about himself oh for sure you'd hear all the stories about him hanging children up in the dungeons by their ankles yeah, I was leaving say. him there for two weeks. <laughs> I, I I can see Filch being like a uh, like an onion, you know, like he has that surface of being like this weird, creepy caretaker that's trying to torture kids and has like this like f- like a, a fawning for like a different era. But like, I want to peel that onion and see how deep Filch gets. You know, I would love that. I think that'd be interesting. No, I always Definitely did feel. Oh. oh, go ahead, Chelsea. Oh no, sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always felt I always felt really bad for him because like his job at Hogwarts is the one job that could benefit the absolute most from magic. Like oh, without yeah, magic, he spends literally every moment of his day cleaning and scrounging and doing all the stuff that with a wand would be done in mere seconds. And this is... poor man does this. He <laughs> could like he could like go to the kitchens and like cook and it wouldn't be so bad but they give him this job which know, is also just, something that uh, they could just take care of themselves too but they can't yeah, find the sure. time they're just like whatever let this squib do it <laughs> racist yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. see what i mean like i would love to get his side of things it'd be so fascinating well, you definitely need to cover his relationship with Mrs. Norris and how, like, they came into each other's lives. Oh, my. oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a big part of there. <laughs> That'd be, like, that little, like, that underlayer of the book that's, like, you know, like, uh, that shows he has a heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, title for it is A Mop in the Broom Closet, A Squib Story. <laughs> Love it. Very appropriate. <laughs> I imagine the cover art for the book just being a massive closet open that has like thousands of brooms and it's just like this shitty looking mop in a bucket that's just <laughs> gross looking, you know, representing filch mm. surrounded by this perfect wizarding community. It's pretty nice. That would be a good cover that's art, powerful. yeah. It's a yeah, right? <laughs> so deep. Mm-hmm. You guys would buy that book. So brave. <laughs> oh yeah. So brave. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But that, you know, it had that, that back sleeve where Filch is like, you know, like he has like a pipe and he's in front of like a fireplace or whatever, you know. 
<laughs> and his like old musty clothes. Yeah, he's like his, holding his this best Norris. musty clothes. <laughs> it's something something dignified would have that back cover. <laughs> back oh cover yeah, photo. for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wade, what do you got? Okay, well, my first character um, was also a Harry Potter character, um, although. Now that I hear yours too, mine mine's a little more boring, I think, in this <laughs> regard. Um, but I actually picked Hermione. Because, um, you know, growing up, I always felt really attached to Hermione. But I also felt like she was like half a, half a side character and half a plot device. Because it's like, don't worry, Harry, Harry and Ron are going to be running around figuring stuff out and getting into magical hijinks. And then Hermione's there to do the work. <laughs> or to have the answer to do the thing that stops them from either dying or continuing on this, the point of the plot. Yeah. Um, but when I stopped to think about it, like, um, like you know, before, before we met Hermione, we don't know anything about her life before magic. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, we know her parents and dentists and stuff like that. But, you know, like, what was her life before? Like, did she have any friends? We never once hear about any friends that she might have that aren't Harry and Ron, like in her muggle life. Mm-hmm. Um, so did she have to leave them to come to, to Hogwarts? Um, and then, of course, there's there's the, there's the stuff that she did while she was at Hogwarts, putting up with all the nonsense from Harry and Ron, solving all their problems. Um, but then even after after the books end... You know, like, we know she went back to, to Hogwarts for her final year. Well, the two doofuses didn't. <laughs> you know, how did how did that year of school go for her? She went on and was work, worked for the ministry. She became Minister of Magic. You know, like, there's a lot of points, like, really strong things that mm-hmm. I feel like they could talk so much about. So, like, a memoir written by Hermione, I think, would be super cool. She also has sort of the same uh, with Filch, only the opposite, because she has muggle parents, but she's magical. Mm-hmm. So even if you just focus like slice of life, you know, in the off season when she's back home in mm-hmm. her muggle world, and there's no like, there's nothing there to represent her other life. It's right. just her. Like she's almost mm-hmm. like a loner in like our world. It'd be interesting to like see the, the viewpoint from that angle. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, I can well, see that. In coming up with a title, I tried to get witty, and um, <laughs> I tried to get witty and do like a you know like a, oh a Harry Potter and the blankety blankety blank. I tried to do one with <laughs> Hermione Granger and the, but I couldn't cup, come up with anything that really fit the bill. Um, so I kind of copped out, and it's just called it's just called Girl Boss. So, <laughs> but that's Hermione at the same time. So. Um, I like Girl Boss. I'll just stick with that. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that fit that. I mean, that fits for her, for sure. All right, Chelsea, back to you. What's your, what's your second? Okay, this one is a bit more unusual. Um, so, this is Rick Dicker. He is from the Incredibles movies. He is the NSA agent, the National Supers Agency, part of the National Supers Agency. He's the one that always, you know, cleans up after the superheroes, especially the Parr family and stuff. He appears in both the first and second movie. I mean, wait, what? What really? a guy! Yeah, 
I do not remember this person at all. That's a perfect memoir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's at the like beginning, like right when uh the towards the beginning of the movie where uh like Mr. Incredible like throws his boss through like the office or whatever oh, and like right, right, he's right. a guy that like yeah, cleans things up and stuff and he's at the end of the movie being like we're gonna get syndrome put him behind bars and then you know he's at the okay. house but whatever yeah okay. so yeah i remember that honestly i had to google his name because I, I was gonna like, say i don't remember guy? him ever having a name <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i just assumed he was just some like suit character you know yeah some bureaucrat but, exactly but i'm like you know he's definitely been because he attended also the the mr and mrs incredible's wedding so he's known them for a very long time he's had to fix all of the part family's problems other superheroes so yeah what a perfect guy to just hear his stories all the crazy things he's had to do memories he's had to erase things he's had to fix up just because of superheroes just getting in the way of things that dude he's has probably seen some there shit you, you know <laughs> like, yeah for you real <laughs> like being the guy that comes in at the end to clean up after some <laughs> sort of super squabble <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh yeah I'm sure he loves supers too. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, definitely a, a love yeah. hate thing, probably for you know for sure. Definitely. Well, and especially like even at the the first movie where he's kind of like, it's like we well, don't think we can relocate you guys again. Like you need to stop messing up, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah, he's like I, I imagine done this too many years. <laughs> I imagine being like uh, like office space, or it's just like he's such a, he has such a like mundane like bureaucratic life, and it's like the way he perceives it. But it's like the idea of cleaning up after like the messes of superheroes is so ridiculous and like potentially bombastic that <laughs> could make like really interesting mm-hmm. like anecdotes. Like the water cooler talk for that has to be insane. <laughs> And it's all I have to file more paperwork now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Mr. Incredible just threw his boss through seven cubicles and yeah. picked, you know, gotta go clean that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yep. So that's Rick Decker and his memoir would be titled Mr. Fixer Upper. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> Alright, so my second one is sort of um, sort of vague because it doesn't. The character doesn't actually have a name. It's more of a uh, like I'm sure I'm sure he has a name, but I don't know it because this is just kind of like this is more of like an idea for me. But I would love to write a memoir on the first non-clone stormtrooper. Hmm. Like the first one that was just like recruited instead of like genetically assembled from <laughs> Oh like like coming in coming in after the Clone Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. So like I wanna I would like to see like what it's like for because I imagine and I'm sure uh listeners if there's any Star Wars uh aficionados out there, if this exists, I don't care. Um, if timelines and everything (laughs) dispute any of my reasonings for this, I also don't fucking care. (laughs) Let me have this, alright? So, I have a picture, you know, him being recruited, but they're still utilizing, 
clones. So he's basically just like one out of literally like millions where he's just like, you know, he's still, he has his own identity still. Like he's just like a, a you know, a, either a child that was stolen or just a recruitment or, you know, whatever. So we get to kind of see him kind of be assimilated into the like imperial machine as a someone who has an like an individual like self that's not just like Django Fett's bastard you know one of a million <laughs> clones <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, I'd also like to get like a first hand account of Stormtrooper like basic training and boot camp because I'm assuming it has to be lackluster because Stormtroopers are fucking terrible at everything they do you know they're notorious for being the worst shots <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're you know completely oblivious to like most basic things so i really want to see uh how that's all how that all plays out but also you know it's got like those undertone themes of like him accepting his individuality over like conformity you know because he is just like one like the one unique person out of these million other clones so I don't know. I think that would be interesting. We can just we can give him a name. He could be uh, uh that's a good Star Wars name. <laughs> uh, Whatever you want. Garth. Let's say Garth. 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 <laughs> Seems like somebody they would get uh, bamboozled into joining the Imperial Army. <laughs> um, title for the book would be Buckethead because that's like slang for stormtroopers. <laughs> and I I even thought of cover art for this one as well, where it's him in the front and he has a bucket over his head, but it's like slightly lifted up where he's kind of peeking underneath, like curiously, and then like the background is just like millions of stormtroopers with just like their normal like full stormtrooper get up. So Buckethead. <laughs> Check it out. I'll read it. <laughs> all right wade back to you <clears throat> okay so my second one um is kind of it's kind of general too like in a similar sense to the clone trooper thing where it could be like it could be all sorts of other different people um but i went with like kind of like the life of a pokemon trainer like a 10 year old just got kicked out of their house <laughs> with an ant with a rabid animal that said go on an adventure <laughs> um here's a backpack have a great day don't come home (laughs) like like there's a bunch of people online that do this but like there's a lot to unpack in that situation you know like Mm -hmm. um just like the necessities like do they like how do they eat often like how do they take care of like their own personal business like there's a lot. It's not all just trampling through the forest and collecting Pokemon and getting gym badges and making friendships and stuff. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. Like, could you imagine taking a fourth grader, pushing them out into the woods with their pet dog, and like, do they go, do they eventually like end and like go back to school? Like, there's a lot. So, like having like a like a journal. Like a book of journals, kind of, like talking mm-hmm. about um, those things. Like, I think that would be pretty interesting. 
Could you ever um, really go back? Imagine it. Like these are like epic <laughs> quests that could take <laughs> months. You know, mm-hmm. the the idea of like, oh, you know, you got to go out for either the the reasons of I got to catch them all or I have to find this one specific one that I have to catch or I, you know, whatever the quest may be is obviously going to take a fucking 10 year old quite some time to, to <laughs> well, figure you know, out. Ash has been doing it for 20 years now <laughs> and he's technically still 10 years old, even though he's been to like eight different countries, nine different <laughs> countries. So like, I don't know, man. <laughs> When does it end? I don't know because the anime hasn't told us that yet. <laughs> yeah, like and the his I- mom's always ends. just like, "Hi, have a great day." <laughs> yeah, the 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 idea of like doing this and then like trying to like come back and then just like reinsert yourself into your old life after, <laughs> like it just it doesn't work. Can't imagine, Lord, of, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings said it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Frodo, Frodo couldn't Frodo couldn't come back. So you can never come Aww. home again. So Poor what guy. does a ten year old do when he can't come home again? <laughs> oh gosh. Take the ring to Mordor, I guess. That's what you do. <laughs> Dude, that could be a dark book. I'm into it. No, there's a lot of like, reali- so realism like in this book. Mm-hmm. Um the title I really like the title of this one. It's um, it's called Children and Monsters, parentheses, Pocket or Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> I can dig it. I would get into that. <laughs> so far, I'll read all of these. <laughs> Excellent. We're, we're all doing a good job so far. Then. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the oh, no. second part of this episode is we have to come up with a publishing house name, and we're gonna start writing these. So. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man! Gotta pay to keep the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chelsea, what's your what's your uh, third and final memoir? Okay, mine is another Pixar character. This nice. one is Sid Phillips. Apparently he has a last name, Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not know that he had a last name. Sid yeah. did nothing wrong. <laughs> he was just being Look. a normal 10-year-old. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, we all have oh. a little Sid in us. <laughs> Look, he's been through a lot. You know, Poor kid. This is a story that needs to be told. Childhood trauma does not get talked about a whole lot. And this, you know, and he feels like he needs... To to share with the world what he's been through and how he handled it is not the best way to handle childhood trauma. Would this cover like childhood all the way up till because adult Sid would scare the shit out of me. He's he's changed. This adult Sid has changed quite a bit. I mean, but you know I mean, that he's gone down some dark paths before he got to oh, that. Oh, definitely yes. Yeah. So it's it's definitely you know starting at the beginning because you know his parents were just not involved in his life you know we clearly see they don't care what the heck he does and clearly he just decides to take it all out on toys blowing them up you know torturing them and then what happens andy's toys come to life and you know scar him for life and (laughs) so he's probably like the only person ever that realizes oh my gosh these toys come to life like i need to respect toys so 
Yeah, I'd say, you know, he's deciding to write this memoir when he's about in his early 30s. You know, he's already been through a lot of stuff, realizing, you know, what's brought him to this point, and... I can see this being like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, he's writing this in a mental asylum. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about I mean, imagine dark. that dark. <laughs> I mean, imagine it. You're like, what, what do you think that kid was? Like, 13, you know, 14, something like that tearing up and then he sees a bunch of toys come to life to like terrorize him like that's enough to yeah. uh to the to mess you up for quite a while yeah he obviously well, has an recover- alcoholic yeah. and abusive dad just <laughs> i'm pretty yeah. sure that dude was just like drunk and passed out in that one scene with, like tv oh he definitely was yeah yeah <laughs> so and then the mom's just like talking off screen like don't do that yeah because you know that really works <laughs> So, you know, but no, yeah, he's at the point of his life, he realizes, you know, how he got there, he's kind of, you know, mellowed out a little bit, but realizing, wow, he's had a messed up life, he needs to share this with people, so that's what his memoir is going to be all about, all about his childhood, the trauma, and how you need to respect toys. Respect toys? In in his memoirs, though, is he going to talk about the moment that the toys came to life, or are we going to leave that out... And Does he like, actually believe that, or is he, like, at a point in his life yeah, where he's like, like, that has to be... Uh, how would know, people like, react I, to those pages in the book? Yeah, like, how many well, therapists have convinced him that that didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be a challenging moment in the book, but it's, you know, he wants to tell that story, and it's up for interpretation of how people want to see that. If it's, you know, that, you know, it's the deeper meaning about why the toys came to life. Did they actually come to life? So... Oh, shit. Except for the reader. <laughs> into that Sid's getting deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. so sid's memoir would be titled look under the bed a story of childhood trauma and growing up oh my god <laughs> jesus christ you guys got some dark dark books <laughs> i mean good lord <laughs> i see him yeah i see him in and out of like menstrual institutions you know like Maybe there's, like, a meth lab thrown in there. Like, I want to see this, like, Requiem for a Dream of, like, Sid's life before he gets to this book. Jesus. (laughs) It'll be a lot. I can definitely get down on that. That was, like, half the reason why I wanted to read Anthony Bourdain's book, because it's just, like, mostly just, like, his, like, crazy drug addictions and everything else while being a chef. Like, some pretty (laughs) crazy anecdotes in there. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Sid would be uh, very similar in that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Definitely. All right. My last one is not uh, dark at all. Um, it's actually probably the opposite. My third character would be uh, Yoda. And mostly because I would more or less just want to sit down with him and just have a like very deep rabbit hole just kind of going on about like to having like very like insightful discussions getting very philosophical and existential and just like discussions about good and evil and like i imagine it'd be like talking to like the dalai lama but a little green <laughs> version <laughs> you know like i could i could see that i can see that just being uh, an amazing way to spend my time just to <laughs> sit there and just have these these uh, thoughtful these 
provocative and like thought provoking conversations with Yoda for like I don't know like a weekend. You know, <laughs> go up, go up to go up to the mountains. You know, get a cabin and just like smoke some peyote and just like let him just like riff. You know, that would be <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I'd be curious with how forthcoming he would be with stuff, or if he would just. There's, I mean, that's why, that's why, yeah, I mean, that's why the peyote's involved. <laughs> so, gotta, <laughs> gotta, gotta scramble him up a little bit, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> I already am gonna have to, like, this is gonna be a grammatical nightmare to have to, like, dissect. That's what I was thinking so. this whole time. Yeah. So, I'm already gonna have to, like, you know, this is gonna be like a... I'm going to have to install Grammarly on my laptop to fix all this shit that I'm transcribing from him. So, but yeah, I, uh, that's like, that's like my jam. Like I love, uh, crazy conversations where the questions are more interesting and important than the answers, I guess. Like, I just kind of just like the idea of like taking my, my, like, uh, every, all my notions and ideas and, uh, how I can like perceive things and just like flipping it up on its head and just like looking at things through a different lens. And I feel like Yoda would be a great uh, conduit to achieve mm-hmm. that. So it'd be a, an amazing, be a very difficult book to write, but it would be, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> um, title for the book would be Me, comma, I Am. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was gonna be something like that. I knew it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be. It's people, appropriate. The people want that. The people want it. The people are expecting it. You're telling me if I went to, you know, Penguin Publishing and I didn't have some back ass words nonsense <laughs> phrase, they would accept it? No. That's not gonna that's not gonna sell books. It's gotta be <laughs> You know, people want. That's not what Yoda said. No, exactly. Exactly. They're gonna think that I made the whole thing up. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think Disney would have already gotten there. I think. I think you're already on a list talking about Yoda and perhaps his backstory. Um, So, see, that's another thing. It's like I want this man officer. Yeah, I feel like I don't really care about like his life in terms of like how you know point a to point b to point like how i got here my child you know da, 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 da. this is more just kind of like like a philosophical like how do, yeah. how are you thinking kind of deal this is more just like an open mm-hmm. discussion about whatever you know <laughs> and i think that's exactly what you'd get <laughs> like you know like th- that book that came out uh not, i think it was i think it was earlier this year about the about the old uh uh proper terms are failing me right now but it's the book's called ask Iwata, and it was essentially just kind of like uh sort of like a, a, an interview with nintendo's old yeah. head of mm-hmm. whatever mm. i i kind of wanted to be sort of like that but it'd just be you know yoda it's just kind of just like we're just <laughs> talking just talking to talk you know and just kind of almost like a uh you know like a like an interview but without having any sort of like purpose in the context of like i want to know about how about his life i just want to just 
hear him speak about life if that makes sense mm-hmm. like that would Absolutely. be that would, that would be interesting to me i don't care about his parents and shit like that and why he's a jedi or whatever i don't fucking care about any of that <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> like i want to go like a level i want to go deeper than that and then go deeper than that like i want like four level deep yoda <laughs> give me that I think deep yoda I die. <laughs> oh man that's why you have to be in the right state of mind. You just, you just had that uh, sensory deprivation uh, thing, Wade. This past, uh, what was it? Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but you have Yoda talking in your ear about all kinds of shit. Oh, it'd be, I think it'd be like the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I think I'd explode. <laughs> no, man. You just gotta like completely like disconnect and just, and just like be on a totally different like uh, ethereal plane and just let the words flow yeah that's what i want that's what i want people to feel when they read the book gotcha <laughs> so. gotcha i'll just wait for the documentary <laughs> <laughs> oh the documentary is going to be a trip you may not even be able to yeah. watch it i don't know i think it'd be more enjoyable than maybe reading about it really get to experience it that way <laughs> <laughs> i'll make it like an interactive ride <laughs> yes It'll be like something they can put there in Disney. <laughs> be like, all right, kid, take this pill and get on the ride. <laughs> we'll see you in we'll see you in four hours. Jesus Christ. Oh no. Anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Wade, do you Wade. Wade, you got a last one, right? Yeah, I've got one more. Yeah. Um all now right, it's not one? it's not it's not uh it's not like really funny or anything. Um Why was it supposed to be funny? Oh. It is pretty funny. <laughs> and i'm not i'm not even sure if you two are uh like if you even know this character like very well to at all um but i chose um i chose yuna from final fantasy 10 oh okay yeah i know um do i need to do i need to give a quick a quick background on who yuna is chelsea uh give me a long background oh a long no background. you can do short it's fine okay so <laughs> All right, so in the I'll world of... <laughs> no one ever the... does. I don't know why I even bother writing books. <laughs> right? Um, so in the world of Final Fantasy X, um, like, they're very... Like, the people of the world are... They're pretty simple. Like, they don't have a lot of technology. Um, and they are extremely religious. And that's because they are basically terrorized by this giant, like, demon whale thingy whose name is Sin, and then the re- their religion tells them that Sin is their uh, their punishment for basically using Machina, so like technology. Um, so when people get too close to technology, like when it advances too far, Sin will come and just wipe them off the face of the earth, basically. Um, so like their religion relies around that, except every time Sin comes back... Uh, they send a summoner to to go destroy sin and then that gives them a few years of peace basically um in the game final fantasy 10 yuna is the summoner like of the time like she's the one who's going on her pilgrimage to kill sin uh surrounded by the rest of the main characters um but the the plot twist behind it is that when when yuna finally reaches sin um she knows that she will die 
in order to like perform her final summoning um and therefore throughout the game uh the main character doesn't know this but basically her life is not her own and she's not she never gives opinions or how she feels about things because she knows it's not it's not worth anything because in the end she's just gonna die and it'll just make more people sad but they pull off they pull off something that kills sin for real like for forever um and she gets to live and then all of a sudden she gets to explore all of these feelings and emotions and opinions and go have these experiences she's she never thought she'd ever get to have as this as the world is now growing around her because they're finally free and they can develop technology freely basically um so i think a, a book based off of yuna and like her thoughts and feelings as she goes through like her life and her little journey and everything that comes after i figured would be a kind of cool read in my book anyway yeah yeah seems like it would be very <clears throat> deep <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think it'd have a lot of moments where it's just really, like, it, like, hits really hard, I think. Um, But then, like, in the end, mm-hmm. it's just, like, there's a lot of, like, uplifting positivity that comes out of the end of it. I would hope, anyway. I'd hope. Um, But I went very simple on the title. I just called it A Summoner's Tale. I like it. I, like I was that. hoping that since Sin is like sort of like a whale, that you would have went the Moby Dick route. <laughs> I, 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 for a second, I tried to come up with like a, a witty title, and I was like, well, this is more of a serious book, so. And and Yuna's not a particularly uh, witty character. Like, she doesn't have a very active sense of humor because she's like, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> See, that's so. that that's the that's the best thing about having like a you know a witty title for that character because it disarms the audience they're like oh this will be a fun read this will be <laughs> oh god and they, and they get like 100 pages in they're just like completely transformed <laughs> like, what the fuck did i get into <laughs> that's fair i'll have to, I'll, I'll have to take that back to the drawing board then yeah the uh, comes out. that's advertising for you right there buddy <laughs> no a summoner's tale though i like that that like that's just like a clean uh, title like that sounds like a fucking book series. It may already be a book series. Honestly, there's so much fantasy bullshit out there. It's insane. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. If that is a book, people, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Don't don't come for me. Yeah. It'll be okay. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, in coming up with this episode, I I like I was telling uh, uh, you guys, I did some like pretty. Some like uh, some weird uh, internet dives into fan fiction, and then quickly uh, got out of there. So, if any of this stuff that we've talked about today is your fan fiction or something you've already come up with, just, I mean, just just keep that shit to yourself. You know, I mean, this... well, I was gonna say you could share it with us. <laughs> I was coming at it from like if you guys were coming at us, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have. Uh, you know, if you just want to, like, openly share something, well, yeah, we'll definitely read it. <laughs> we'll definitely take mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have any, uh, just off the, uh, just off the cuff, anybody have any characters that just, like, would have good memoirs? Or you would want just, like, someone else that you kind of thought of in the moment? Anybody? Hmm. 
No, I didn't really have any backup ones. <laughs> backup ones. I was so scared one of you all were going to do Hermione. I was so scared. I was like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> well, when you mentioned I was like, we were going to do Harry Potter, I was like, oh, there's a possibility you could have done Luna too. But then I was like, no, it might be Hermione. Yep. I, I turned left and you turned right and it worked out okay. <laughs> and, Ethan, and Ethan just like yeah, went right like, off the deep went, end yeah. on that one. <laughs> I thought we all kind of picked a perfect corner of that universe to flesh oh, out sure. some, yeah. some yeah. memoirs Definitely. because you know the obvious choice would be like oh let's do Dumbledore or let's do mm-hmm. Harry Potter but it's just like yawn Ew. like <laughs> yeah been there done that <laughs> if you want Dumbledore's memoirs just watch these shit ass movies they're making we can we'll... <laughs> you mean you're not excited for the secrets of Dumbledore what are you talking about the secrets yeah. I'm a hundred percent not excited at all like I t- I t- totally gave up oh, on that gosh. franchise midway through watching crimes of grindelwald so i'm done <laughs> i'm not watching I mean, anymore i'm sure i'll watch it and i'll go cool and then i'll that'll be the end of that i'm sure unless they pull something out of a hat but i don't know man they got rid of Johnny they already Depp did that with the I second one <laughs> yeah i feel like they're yeah i feel like they're already trying too hard to make you know, and there's two more. Yeah, which is there insane. are two if they more. can make it. Yeah. Well, if things don't there... fall to pieces, yeah. <laughs> Please just fall to pieces. I mean... We don't. We don't need any more of this. Like the first one was fine. It was a great spinoff tale, uh, wizarding uh, Peta and whatnot, like saving animals. Like I'm totally on board with that. That's fun, fantastical. But then when they're trying to like do the Grindelwald Dumbledore. Uh, story and they're trying to make this into like another like big epic like yeah they like kidnap newt out of his own story kind of thing to tell a different (laughs) story it's like why yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with the dumbledore grindelwald story but why did you need to shoehorn it into the newt story which was already so freaking cool it the the the, there's so much there's the tones are so varying that the films don't even make sense like if it totally it's just like what <laughs> right, yeah. what is happening it's like this grindelwald dumb door story keeps like trying to shove its way into this like fun like <laughs> wizard you know, right wizard story. Sure. It's like, get the fuck out, get out of here go make your own thing <laughs> i'm just trying to find weird creatures and save them like i don't need you in here <laughs> with your Poor brooding dude. nonsense Poor <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> Uh, what would the podcast be without a tangent, right? For sure. <laughs> that's, right. That's what we need. It makes it. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the Secrets of Dumbledore comes out next April. <laughs> <laughs> we are not sponsored. <laughs> if anybody brother, wants to sponsor us, yeah, though, I mean, we'll if, happily if wanna, sell out. Yeah, if, if uh, you know. If JK wants to throw us some money or Warner Brothers, you know, I'll gladly take it. That'd be, uh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. The Send Secrets of email, Dumbledore right? can become our favorite movie in an instant. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you know, adverse to bribery. All right. <laughs> we're poor. We're poor kids Speak over here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Majority Ethan, Chelsea. Ethan and I clearly don't have, <laughs> yeah. like, we don't have virtue in this sentiment, so. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to capitalism, my moral compass is closed, so. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. <laughs> don't Grindelwald my episode, damn it, all right? <laughs> I do what I please. Just like Grindelwald. <laughs> I'm going to recast you just like Grindelwald. Oh, God. <laughs> That was a well then. Drop mic. <laughs> All right, if you like this episode. <laughs> Where Chelsea's no longer on it, apparently. Oh, oh, God, stop. <laughs> no, we can never we can never recast you, Chelsea. We need you. We need you're you the, to keep us. You're, in, you're the Hermione we all need of our each other. friendship. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we all know what happens when Hermione's not there. Yeah, exactly. Dragon Ball happens. Oh, no. <laughs> if Chelsea's if Chelsea's gone, this is just a Dragon Ball podcast. So, <laughs> listeners, you can if you thank her, send us send her all your okay. all your uh, all your love and appreciation. This this doesn't divulge into a Dragon Ball episode or a podcast. So, oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, with. Uh, you know, with all that being said, um, if you liked uh, these shenanigans, you know, you can <laughs> like and subscribe where, wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. Um, you know, make sure you don't miss out on the next episode. Um, if you want to write us a review or, you know, send us any sort of uh, feedback, it's greatly appreciated. Specifically for this episode, if you guys have your own <laughs> fictional character that you would like to write a memoir on please send it to yes. uh any of our social platforms like twitter or instagram or facebook at pod demastered or if you don't want it out in the social space because you're embarrassed you can just email us and we'll read it anonymously <laughs> you can <laughs> you can email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com and yeah we really appreciate you uh, listening and hope you tune in next week Bye.